Edge is away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Bo Nicholson. Our show is hosted and produced by a bunch of ex-writers for Real Sport back when they actually covered real sports. Much like them, we are by the fans and for the fans, and we like to have some fun while we try to delve into a bit of analysis as well. Before the season starts in 2023, we've assembled a craft team to run our eye over each squad and predict how their season will go for them. And joining me to talk about the Brisbane Broncos, who came ninth last year after spending a fair chunk of the season in the top eight, especially in the top four, I've got Daniel Friend. Friendy, how are you? I'm well, thanks, Bo. Yeah, Kevy's Broncos, hey? Let's, let's dive into this. Absolutely. A bit to talk about with the Broncos, especially for Kieran Gibson, who is also, like me, a Brisbane local. Kieran, excited to talk about some Broncos? Yeah, mate. Um, keen, to, keen to get into it. And uh, yeah, let's do it. All right. So for those that haven't listened to any episodes so far this season, we talk about, you know, the recruitment, the coach, the the different areas of the field, some pointed uh, questions about the Broncos as well. And I'll get Kieran and Friendy to rate or don't rate certain parts of the Broncos organization, as well as giving a prediction and a bold prediction at the end. We're going to start off with the recruitment. Now, they haven't been super busy, I suppose. They have let go of a bunch of players that would probably be best described as depth players or fringe first graders, as well as some uh, origin legends like Brenko Lee. But they have brought in Jock Madden to add some depth to the halves. Uh, Martin Tapau from the Seagulls and Reese Walsh is the big signing. Back to the Brisbane Broncos after his stint at the Warriors. Friendy, do you rate the Broncos recruitment? Yeah, I, I do rate it just on the back of Reese Walsh. I reckon he's absolute class, that kid. So, yeah, I'll, I'll go rate. Um, I do, but I, just looking at their, their player movement, it looks to me as if they've gotten rid of um, one uh, versatile player too many. I think they should have kept Murray Martin. But otherwise, yeah, Reese Walsh is a huge in. I am probably on the side of rate, and for very similar reasons, Reese Walsh. He's just pure class. I also think Tyson Smoothie might actually play a bit of first grade as a backup hooker because they haven't quite nailed down that spot, the Broncos, which we'll talk about soon. And uh, I think they probably could have afforded to hold on to a guy like Zach Hosking, who has gone to the Panthers. Uh, I think he'll play some first grade this year because he made a decent fist of it when he had a crack last year. But I'm going to go with rate as well. Now, Kevy Walters, state of origin legend, as a player and a coach, Kevy Walters has recently, we're recording on the 15th of February, in case that's relevant because of my slow editing. Uh, he has just been extended, apparently. There's, there's reports out, at least, that he's been extended for a further two years before a ball's been really kicked in properly in the season. Kieran, do you rate Kevy Walters as a coach and as the coach of the Broncos at this time? Look, uh, I can't speak for the Broncos players, but I think if they were allowed to speak about their coach, they would have the same opinion as me. Um, I don't rate him, no. Frankly, some of them have spoken about him. <laughs> that's, the, that's part of the problem. Uh, I think it's Tyson Gamble who's now off to the Knights and, and Selwyn Cobbo. Have, have spoken out of turn a little bit. Uh, so that's a bit concerning. Mm. Friendy, do you rate Walters as coach of the Broncos? 
No, and I've made that very clear since probably when he coached Origin, to be honest. Origin's got no idea. Don't rate him. I'm with you. I don't rate him. I, I think it's it's interesting. Although, like, you know, they're sitting in the top four last year and it's like, well, maybe maybe, maybe there's something. And then it's like, no, they fell apart the moment, I don't know, Carrigan was out and they were like losing to the Tigers. So, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with don't rate for Walters. I'm not sure he has what it takes. No, it reminds me of when um, Homer stops the meltdown at the power plant and it's just completely by chance. <laughs> and I feel like that's how Kevy Walters coaches and then people actually ask him, how did you do that? And he's like, oh, fuck knows. <laughs> I, feel like, I, I feel like if the Broncos make the top four this year, there is like a meme waiting to happen with Kevy Walters in a Moomoo dress <laughs> stuck, stuck in some sort of nuclear reactor. I can see that happening. Okay, uh, so there's a don't rate across the board for us. What about the forward pack? Friendy, do you like the Broncos forward pack? Yeah, I, I do like their pack. I like quite a lot of their side, to be honest. I, I think he's got some real good talent there, Kevy, but uh, yeah, I, I think he's the one that hinders them, to, to be fair. So they have a forward pack. It's a lot of representative players when you factor in Kurt Capewell, Carrigan, Flegler, Haas. Kieran, do you rate their forward pack? Look, I do, but the only sort of uh, point I would make is that um, it's a little concerning to me that they have uh, passed on quite a few of their forwards the last few years. Dave Fafita comes to mind. Obviously, he was asking for a bit too much money, but um, I do worry about their retention and culture at the moment just for the fact that if you want to get the best out of the blokes that are there at the moment, um, they're obviously a very talented forward pack, but I am a little bit worried about uh, them realizing their potential there at the Broncos at the moment with Walters at the helm. Interesting. I, I do rate the forward pack, as I said, rep class across it. And I have a bit of faith in guys like Pat Carrigan to lead that culture and Kurt Capewell to lead the culture in the right way. Uh, but you know, time will tell. There's a few few question marks there. What about the spine? Uh, they've got Adam Reynolds, who is, of course, the captain. He was a big recruit last year. I thought he did pretty well when he was on the field. Ezra Mam. Looks like the anointed 5'8", I would say, Reese Walsh should get first crack at fullback. And Hooker is probably your best guess. I would say Billy Walters, maybe, or Corey Pakes. And as I mentioned, Tyson Smoothie is also an option. Kieran, do you rate the Broncos' spine? Look, I do. Um, Adam Reynolds is, is good off the front foot, and even when his team's under the pump a bit, he can get them going going back on the front foot again. Um, but I think the rest, or maybe not Reese Walsh, but I think Billy Walters and Ezra Bama are more front foot players. So they're going to rely on uh, Walsh and Reynolds to kind of get them going forward or play off the back of their forwards rather. Um, but all in all, yeah, I definitely do rate their spine. Yeah, I rate that starting spine. But yeah, Adam Reynolds, as we know, he can be held together by tape most of the year. So <laughs> I guess we'll see how long that lasts but yeah at the moment i rate it yeah yeah me too i i think i think as we break it into thirds forwards spine backs i think the spine is probably the air, the biggest area of concern for me will ma'am kick on and will they work out the best road like hooker rotation uh because i think reynolds has class so does walsh so uh time will tell uh but i'll rate but it's the weakest rate that i've got I've already sort of spoiled mine. I do rate their back line. It's got Corey Oates, Selwyn Cobbo, Herbie Farnworth, Tony Staggs. Uh, throwing a guy like Jesse Arthurs as a depth back, that's pretty good areas. Friendy, do you rate their back line? 
Yeah, I certainly do. And another depth depth player is that um, Deloise Hoiter as well. I thought he looked mm-hmm. like a first grader when he was playing as well. But yeah, the two centres, Katoni Staggs and Herbie. Oh, give me a bit of Herbie. He's an absolute gun. Yeah, I rate their back line. Well, we don't need to ask Kieran Gibson. He loves a bit of Herbie Farnworth. Yeah, he's one of my favourites going around at the moment. Um, I definitely rate this uh, back line. Yeah, 100%. They've got a lot of strike power there. So realistically, the Broncos have a pretty good forward pack class in the spine and class out wide so they should go okay now i'll ask you some more pointed questions about the broncos first of all now we've already talked about the fact that we don't rate kevin walters as a coach but what i'm asking specifically here is that the fact that he's been given an extension pre-season do you rate that as a strategy to give the club a bit of stability when it comes to trying to get into the marketplace, trying to sign the next big fish, maybe the next big hooker or five eighth or someone like that. So, Friendy, do you rate the fact, the stability that comes with the extension? Not particularly, no, because I don't think the guy can coach. So I understand what they're trying to do. And, yeah, as you've alluded to, that, that extending the coach creates stability because everyone knows what the plan is moving forward and, and who's going to run that plan and all that stuff. But yeah, I just, I just think they've got the wrong guy. So no, don't rate it. Same question to you, Kieran. Possibly if the extension hadn't, I think it was a three-year extension, if I'm not wrong. I think two years is, is what we're hearing. So it'll be like this year and then a further two. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, I probably still don't rate it. Um, I think if players are coming out saying that they don't really uh, I think he's a very good coach. Um, whether you've got stability or not in having that coach there for a longer term, um, players are still going to p- probably be having second thoughts about going there. Uh, yeah, don't read. It was the only thing that I could make any sense of. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't make sense of the extension and the the idea of knowing who your coach is is the only thing I could think of. And in some cases, some people may not like him being coach and may stay away from the Broncos for that reason. Didn't stop Adam Reynolds, but uh, I could see it being a problem for some people. So, or I also don't rate it. Speaking of one of the recruits, Reese Walsh, I posit that Reese Walsh has the class that the Broncos lacked last year to entrench them in the finals. Kieran, do you rate that call or, or not rate it? I definitely rate that call. Um, I think Reese Walsh is an absolute superstar. Uh, Friendy's gone on about him plenty before as well, and I have to echo everything that he said in the past. And here's your chance, Freddie. Yeah, well, I've got a bit of... He'll come up in my bold prediction later too. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's he's an incredible young talent. He's got all the skills. And I, I never realised until late last year how quick is he. He's super mm. quick off the mark. So, yeah, a big fan of him. Uh, I think he can get them there. I, I still do think it's heavily reliant on Adam Reynolds. But, yeah, yeah. Reese Walsh does have the class to keep him there. Speaking of his speed, you're right about the the off-the-mark speed. I think he's like 0 to 20 is pretty rapid, Mm. which is probably all you need in a lot of cases when you're a fullback out the back of shape and things like that or just beating that first person, getting that first tackle break or or setting up your outside support by getting outside your player. Um, But I have noticed that his his long-distance speed, like he's chasing somebody or being chased down, he can get chased down a bit. But again, he's, he's still young. I feel like he'll get quicker. So, uh, yes, I agree. He has the class, and the Broncos should play finals this year, I think. My last pointed question is, there's been a lot of talk about Selwyn Cobbo. Obviously, he wants to play fullback. I think Reese Walsh is the answer for the Broncos. So, 
Here's here's a question for you. Does Selwyn Cobo need to play in the centres for the Broncos to get him closer to the action for Andy? No, because the centres is the hardest place to defend on the field uh, in terms of decision-making, and I don't think Selwyn concentrates for long enough periods of time to be making those decisions under pressure in, say, a semi-final or something like that. No, I think he should stick on the wing. Real simple jobs, um, bring the ball out of yardage, catch the balls you need to, and finish tries. He can do all that. So leave him on the wing. Yeah, I, I have to echo exactly what Friendy said. I um, I watched the the Maori versus Indigenous on the weekend, and whilst Cobo scored a hat-trick or maybe even four tries, he, he bombed about two or three as well. I think his concentration levels for centre aren't good enough, and he's just a bit too raw for that position. Yeah, the stats that I saw said three tries and six errors. And of those six errors, they were pretty basic errors, I think, uh, to be fair to Selwyn. He's obviously a super talent, but I like that you both mentioned that concentration. I agree. He's a winger for now. Where are they going to finish? You can put them in any bracket you like, top four, fifth to eighth, ninth to twelfth, or bottom five. Kieran, where do you place the Broncos this season? I'm going to say fifth to eighth. I think they'll make the finals this season. I've got them ninth to twelfth. And actually, on my ladder that I've got written down, I have them ninth. So um, that means, obviously, they could potentially make the finals. But I just, Adam Reynolds, I, I can't see him playing a whole heap of games. So, yeah, got them ninth to twelfth. That's so interesting. I've got them I've got them fifth to eighth because I can see them improving. But, I mean, let's, let's play hypothetically here for a second, assuming this doesn't bomb anybody's uh, bold prediction. If Adam Reynolds plays 12 games or less, I agree with you, Friendy. I think they just miss. But if Adam Reynolds plays, say, 20 games at least, yeah, I reckon they make it. Do you agree with that? Yeah, agreed. Yep, yep, for sure. Okay, cool, cool. So the last question I got for you boys is, any bold predictions for the season? Friendy, you alluded to one about Reese Walsh. So what's your bold prediction? Yes, well, with... The man up the highway in Newcastle, well, up the highway for me, going to 5'8", I believe that opens the door for Reese Walsh to wear the number one for Queensland. Interesting. So in that scenario, can you see Kalen Ponga missing entirely? Because Cameron Munster's not moving from six unless injury strikes. Yeah, no, I just, I'm not sure Kalen's form will be what it needs to be at 5'8". Newcastle will probably be losing games come origin selection time. He'll be out of position. He'll be playing poorly. He won't have the miles under his legs at fullback. I believe Reese Walsh will be having a brilliant season. And I know Billy Slade is a fan of him. So, yeah, that, that's my bold prediction. Reese Walsh to wear the one. Very interesting. I, I wonder what that would do for Queensland. I think they play kind of similar brands of football, Ponga and, and Walsh. So it probably wouldn't change too much structure-wise. But we, I, I'd be fascinated to see how he goes at that level because he, he does have elite quality written all over him. Kieran, what's your bold prediction? Uh, I've got another Dallium themed one. I'm going to say Herbie Farnworth will win Dallium Centre of the Year. Love it. I love that for Herbie. Uh, he's one of one of my favourite players. I, I think I've just jumped on the back of of your love of Herbie. I have not jumped on the back of the Connor Tracy love as much as you have, but uh, <laughs> but Herbie, I'm, I'm a fan. I, I I dig that, and he's a good chance. Do you see him in the World Cup? He was incredible for England. Yes, I agree with that. My bold prediction is probably a bit bit of a random one. I think it sort of relies on a couple of injuries in the back line. I think Jesse Arthur scores at least 10 tries this season. I've just got a feeling that he's the next cab off the rank. And if guys like if guys miss with origin duty or with injury, like I mentioned, 
I think Jesse Arthurs plays a bit of footy and scores a few tries on the end of that back line. So 10 tries for Jesse Arthurs. That's what I'm going with. Boys, thank you both very much. Thank you, Friendy. Thank you, Kieran. And thank you to the audience for tuning in to our episode about the Broncos. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please like, subscribe if you can, and, and leave a rating as well about the show. Obviously, a five-star one if possible. Please do subscribe so that you can tune in and go above the horizontal next episode, which will be about the Roosters. But until then... Above the Horizontal is a rugby league podcast by the fans and for the fans. It's produced by our entire team of former writers for Real Sport, including Daniel Friend, Christopher Waring, Miles Stebbin, Kieran Gibson, and me, Bo Nicholson. We'd love it if you could support us by telling a rugby league fan about us so they can go above the horizontal as well. Thanks for listening. See you next time. You know what's tricky sometimes? Picking who is going to win at the Oscars. You have to get yourself to a cinema to see all the movies, or at least have all the possible streaming services to make sure you don't miss a single one. You have to pay attention to all the precursor award shows to see who's winning so far. The Golden Globes, the BAFTAs, they're the pretty obvious ones. But don't forget the Critics' Choice Awards, or the SAGs, or the DGAs, or the PGAs, or the Eddies, or the Gothams, or the AFI Top 10, or the National Board of Review. Ugh. Exhausting right? Or you can just join me for Academy Watch on the We Made This Podcast Network. I'm the host, Bo Nicholson, and I've been reading the trends, keeping stats, and seeing as many movies as humanly possible, and I can tell you who the big players will be on the big night. Me and a different guest each week will also be dissecting one of the key movies each season, including giving out personal awards and diving into them thematically. Will everything everywhere all at once remain the front runner and win Best Picture? Or will a film seize the momentum late in the season to storm home, like Coda did last year? Time will tell, but what I do know is that as it happens, you'll hear it on Academy Watch, wherever you get your podcasts.